Repeat after me. I will be sucker free. You've entered the listening You've zone. Entered the listening zone. Sucker free Sunday podcast with Cloudy J and Devoya. To another edition of Sucker Free Sunday Got Five on it, the podcast that explores storytelling through music, lists, and conversation. I am your host, Avoya Mayo, and this week our guest is educator, artist, author, and friend Ronald Zarigan. How you doing, Ronald? Doing good. How are you? I'm excited about this. I hope so because I've been excited all week and I did my little research. You know, I like to try and pretend like I know a little something, but I didn't know a little something about your playlist this week. So I needed to do research. And now I got all these questions for you. <clears throat> oh, good. Yes, yes. Um, the premise of the show, um, if you are just uh, tuning in, is to have folks create a five song playlist based on a theme or a question. And then we break down what those songs mean to our guest and why. Um, what's your playlist theme this week, Ron? Momentum. Momentum. I, awesome. You're the first guest who's, um, that, that's had that theme, but you're also the first guest that put the date, like the year that the track was released. And I'm going to use that now because this, it kind of helped me inform the, the, the change that you were creating throughout this list. So oh. I like that. Um, it's varying years. It's not just all in one area. Um, so the, yeah, thanks for the yeah. Thanks well, for I'm the pro tip. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> so um, your first track uh, is from a band that I've never heard of. Um, so I'm not positive I'm pronouncing the name properly. Is it the OCs? Yeah. Oh, well, they they're going by OCs right now, but they've also gone by the OCs or. O O H S E E S or O C S, um, various incarnations. Um, but yeah, I'm totally obsessed with this band right now. the track and your obsession and the genre too because i think and please correct me if i'm wrong i feel like most of, of the songs on this playlist sort of live in a particular space and it is a, a bit of a like a nod to los angeles sort of psych rock well not even just los angeles yeah. um but a nice um culmination of that um can you can you talk about this this track, this band, this obsession, all the things. Yeah, these um, well, these tracks. I, I picked them out because they, they, they're all, they all sort of fit a kind of a rhythm that I was hungering for during the pandemic, which also, um, which is also why the theme is momentum and. Um, but yeah, OCs are, are psych, punk, um, but they're also influenced by like 
prog rock um, bands like Yes and um, and and they are you said L.A. psych scene is what I think you said and and they are they are in LA but they're also the Bay Area people and um but the singer singer guitarist uh writer of the songs uh, he's mm-hmm. originally from Rhode Island I believe oh. none of that really makes a difference I guess because it's just like the music hit me I was listening to uh, I don't know if you know this band, but Hawkwind. I was listening to Hawkwind for a little bit because I was I, I was thinking I was missing something from the rock and roll that I'd been traditionally list, listening to, and so I needed something that had a had a little bit more of like a like here's a here's a bunch of dudes in their basement jamming for three hours. Like I just, I needed something like that in my life. And then it, it was literally like about a week of like sifting through Hawkwind songs and um, a band, another band called Far Flung and then um, some surf rock, surf punk stuff. And, and then I happened on OCs and um, I have been obsessed with them since they're they're doing something to me mm-hmm. it makes me feel like i want to make something that's a good that's a really good um it's it's basically inspiring then well i i guess so yeah i think i was looking for i mean i i don't know about you but when you know when i sit down and i'm, I'm gonna write something or if i'm gonna go make something i need to have something I need to have music playing. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, it had always been that way. And then there was a problem. I could no longer listen to music with lyrics because it would get in the way of, if I'm writing a poem, it would get in the way of the words. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that lyrics were great because I'd use a lot of text in paintings and it was like fun to mishear lyrics and put the, put it down. and 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 experience it that way but then i just couldn't do it anymore probably age or whatever but so um but i couldn't you know i was listening to a lot of early miles davis and i and um john coltrane and then i just had a a need for something that was more driving Mm -hmm. and i realized that it's because I needed some more punk in my life, <laughs> which, which I, which I, I, I missed. I, I didn't realize how much I missed it, but you know, I, I, I come from, and that was like, that was my music of rebellion when I was younger. And, um, I needed some rebellion. I think, uh, some, I, I was angry about the state of politics and angry about being, uh, about everything horrible that had been it's been and continues to happen and i i needed a little like a little angst or 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 propelling rhythm to to break me out of this sort of easygoing creativity that i that i would become comfortable with wow 
That's a lot. That's, know, a, lot, that's a lot. But that's... I love that though. I, I mean, for starters, being creative is so not easy going. No. But, and that was a problem, right? Yeah. What am I, what was I thinking? Well, <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's not an indictment on that. It's that there are so many, I mean, I, I, you know, I work with people who continually make comments about not being creative. I'm, you know, acquainted with people who say that, and I never really buy it because I think everybody has something they're good at, right? Oh I mean, yeah. Whether or not it's something I resonate with is beside the point. But so many people don't feel creative that I know those that do you we do get in that that space of I need something different. Um, there's this line in a Roots song and Black Thought says, I walk around a little edgy already. And I felt that yeah. way so much through the pandemic, but didn't know how to express that. And I mm -hmm. feel that maybe this is similar to what you are saying is that we have all of these things, this heavy situation, well, multiple heavy situations and the ways in which we express our angst or our apathy or our needs or any anything changes over time. But when it's a collective event that affects all of us, um, I really do think it turns to what can I, what can I indulge in that will so that I can make a difference, so I can make mm -hmm. make my own contribution. I don't know what that contribution is, but maybe if I listen to this, maybe if I watch this, maybe if I write this or read this, I will be, um, you know, motivated to just, I don't know, even even if it's just supporting someone else. But I think a lot of us needed that, and that you recognize that and sought it out is just give yourself some some props yeah well thank you <laughs> uh, well i think you're you're touching on an important thing and that is that i mean many important things but um i i don't think that that um you that finding like a chill zone is the best way to uh to make something and especially we need to be thinking about what can we say now like you said what can we say now and where where are we in this in this journey right. what, what place do we hold yeah so i mean ocs essentially i don't know exactly why or how they did this to me but <laughs> it was like uh it was just like an, suddenly there was this energy that i wanted to i wanted to ride and um like the lyrics the lyrics uh, they are they are they say things sometimes to me and sometimes i just don't even care what he's saying um but and that's that's okay it's the and then oh and then i didn't even say this like i um i watched the, a video of them performing this particular song terminal jape which I highly recommend any I, anybody to watch this then perform this live. But they have two drummers and you can't tell from this track because the playing is so precise. The drummers are so amazing and it, watching them perform this live, it's, it's like watching magic happen. And I mean, you know, you know, when we see a good band, it's like, yeah. it should always be like that. But 
um, these two playing exactly, not exactly the same thing, but complementing each other in, 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 in ways that are, it, it's, it's, uh, can I say immaculate? Like it's really hard to watch without like freaking out. Wow. It's, can you do really us good. a favor? And what? can you um, send me the version that, that you just discussed? Because oh, yeah. when we host this, we also um, put a link to a, our YouTube page where we put the videos of the song together. I mean, we do the, you know, the podcast, but we also want that visual element as well. And so I like to yeah. get the, um, the artists to decide which ones they like. So you, okay. I have one in there already, but it's not a live one. So I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, Should I have dressed up? Are we going to be on YouTube? Uh, no, uh, maybe um, <laughs> you are dressed up. You always look fly. Um, <laughs> I'm not at that. Um, I'm not at that stage yet, but yeah. back to me in 2022. Maybe I'll, go, <laughs> okay. you know, maybe yeah. I'll blow up and you'll be like, oh, snap. She got a, She got her own show now. Yeah, so, you got to turn this into a show. I just got to I have to do so many things. So that was 2020. Your first track for Momentum is Terminal yeah. Jape by the OCs. And it sounds like it's the segue into that momentum. It's the segue into that change. Like you were looking for something and you did the work too. Let's just, let's just talk about that. You knew the assignment and you did the work. I'm often asked by folks, how do you know all these different bands? How do you mm. like these different styles of music? Cause I do the work, but I like doing the work. It's not work to me it's you know it's just let me check out these liner notes let me yeah. um you know see what label this is on because this label is synonymous with dopeness or you know mm. what have you and so that you went through other artists that had a similar sort of vibe and like figured that out that's just digging in the crates literally and um yeah more people that's how you find the music that you that you need we're not passive listeners ordinarily, you and I. So we do have to go and find the things that, um, you know, move us. I like that. I, I, when you said pick five songs, I, um, I thought, well, I could like pick my five favorite songs, and then I realized that that didn't make any sense because what you add, your the element that you add to this show is that it be thematic, and if we don't think about themes uh or purpose then what are we doing so then i thought well i can't just like get scatter shot this and put a, a, <laughs> like five favorite songs then i was like well what are what what even would they be and then, mm. then so then i thought well it has to be like how have i have i been feeling over the last like a uh, year and a half and uh, what have i been listening to recently that reflects that so then that was that was a fun challenge I'm Thank so glad you. you said that because, I, I, you know, uh, so many people don't enjoy that part of it. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of try to ignore the email or the text that says, you sure I can't do 10? Are you sure I can't do? <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's not a punishment in my mind. Um, it's what you just said. How are you feeling? What are you so hyped about right now and why? Um, how have you dealt with this? This helps mm -hmm. my mental health, Ronald. I don't know what I would have done if last September, you know, Jason didn't say you need to do a podcast and I'll help mm. you. You can't yeah. say no because I will do all the technical things. All you got to do is talk. Yeah. And so to have that help manifest 
you know, what it's becoming and learning a skill that I've been blessed to have my whole life, which is, you know, being able to have a conversation yeah. and losing the ability to do that for so long. It yeah. was a little scary. It was, it's it was sketch. Rough. Like, it, um, I, I, yeah. I, I, so, uh, that is um, one of the the things that well, two things that you said I want to touch on, and that is the first being um, the limits of your requirement being reflective of us, uh, any guests that you have on here, um, that they should do a little bit of the work here because if you create if you work if you're working within a box, you're forced to look at the walls of the box, mm-hmm. and that that is what made this really interesting to me. I feel like if we don't challenge ourselves, then then what's the purpose of doing something? Um, And then the other part of this, and and this goes back to the idea of the box, like that's what we've been living in. And and watching our, you know, watching our, our, our daughters struggle with this and, 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 and my wife struggle with it. I struggle with it. And, and, knowing that we have to work within this space mm-hmm. um, and realizing like, okay, well, what can I do with this space? Or what can I, what can I c- accomplish within these limitations? And what, how can I build something from, and we talk about this a lot in our house, like what is nothing? Like mm. build something from nothing, which is really something. Yes. Then, yes. You know, and I'm looking around right now and I, see these things and it there there are things that we that we overlook and so if we're not forced going back to the, the five songs if we're not forced to like really boil it down and and and, and limit ourselves to a theme and, and think about it carefully um and um methodically then uh what what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to work hard at what what is in that box and pay mm-hmm. attention to it. And I love that about this, the parameters of this. It took me a week, right? A week? Yeah. It was, it was tough. Um, and I don't mind how long it takes, folks. I tell everyone, you know what? It's This is not a race. When you're ready, I'm going to be ready. I just would yeah. like you to come and sit and have a conversation with me. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I really, well, I want to say, and I should have said this at the beginning, that thank you so much for having me. Um, because uh, what a cool thing to talk about music with you. And I've, I've known you for such a long time. And it feels great to just, I mean, it's still, it's just great. It's an excuse to really chat, get a chance to chat with you. It is. It, um, it is it's my sneaky way of. Yeah. Of, Smart. Uh, <laughs> we could all learn. We could all learn from Devoya. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Um, Track two on your playlist is an artist that I've heard of my whole life. And for some reason, um, always, uh, I don't know why, maybe you can uh, explain that to me. I always thought that they, he sounded like Sisters of Mercy, but I could completely be um, wrong, um, but had never heard anything like for sure only little snippets and so you chose old time by nick cave and warren ellis
But it's my understanding that Nick Cave is part of Nick Cave. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, an Australian rock band. Um, can you talk a little bit about your choice? And, um, it, and I don't know, and whether or not you've followed his career all of these years, um, yeah. if it's something that's a newer thing, um, all the things, talk about all the things, yeah. please. Well, I picked this song, Old Time, um, because this album that it's from is the their most recent album. It's called Carnage, and um, and he's addressing um, almost every song. He's addressing sort of themes of of change or the problem of stasis, and you know who are we? What are we even doing? And um, and so this album's a little bit heavy. I mean, his albums are always heavy. Uh, and I've been a fan of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds since '92, um, I think. Um, and uh, and I'm an admirer of Australian <laughs> um, film and music. There's another Australian really? band on this on this list. Okay. Um, and I always have been, and I, I go through these, like, it's like a cyclic thing. It comes, Australia comes back to me. My wife and I were just talking about it because we both have this relationship with Australia. And so interesting. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, Nick Cave, uh, he's so damn moody, but completely, I listened to him and he helps me see that it's okay to write the concrete. And I mean, we all know that we should write, begin with the concrete in some way, but he, he tells me that it's not, that it's okay to stay there, but it's also necessary to like leap into the abyss a little bit and, and just throw in something that, you know, an associative leap. And so I listened to him almost more lyrically than i do musically though i mean every every song that he and warren ellis have made together i i just musically astounding i picked this song because it's almost like it speaks to me it speaks to me on a personal level and looking back on uh, life at, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just, uh, let's see, so this coming Saturday, I'll be 45. And I and have I, this question I, on my list. Like, what are you doing for your birthday is one of my questions. Oh, well, I'll tell you, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's like this song in particular, it's like the, he's, I feel like he's speaking to a part of me that shouldn't be caught up with that. Mm. Um, that aging is going to happen. Um, that the world moves on with or without you that um big things happen to us or happen to others it's a selfless song is where i think i'm going with this and it's nice to hear him speak this language because mm. he's always been building this sort of character uh, of himself and and it, this this song in particular feels like he's acknowledging that also the, the the frivolousness of that too mm. like to build a character of oneself and 
and abandon it at a certain age because you know shit happens and yeah, uh, sorry I'm sure it's okay if i it's okay oh, if i use this, yourself. this yeah man <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay well i'll get some i'll throw some other customers in there too um bounce it up but like yeah i mean the horrible things happen and, and we have to work with that and yeah. to to get caught up in like the nonsense of of self um I'm reading a into this song. Uh, I'm sure you're probably looking at the lyrics right now too, wondering like, what the heck's Ron talking about? But he speaks no, to I'm that. No, I'm actually he not. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of co-signing with you because oh. I did read those lyrics and I almost called you before to ask you to read the lyrics because they're so moving. They're um, so good. They're and so and for someone that's not heard m much of his music, I always. I sort of ease in if it's an artist that I know is probably heavy, which he yeah. just, you used the word moody. And I always <laughs> sort of felt that, which yeah. is in an odd way why I never wanted to experience it. Yeah. Because I try not to in, um, engulf myself in that too much. Yeah. And so it was an intentional move. It wasn't like, it was never in my purview. It was there, but I'm very careful sometimes about taking on that sort of feeling. And so you just confirmed it with what you said, but clearly this new album, um, since it's from 2021, might be a bit different. I don't know, is Warren Ellis a bad seed? Is he part of Bad he, Seed? He, he is, um, he's a, he's been part of the Bad Seeds. Uh, I'd say, I think he joined I could be wrong, so, but I think he joined in 95 or 96, I think. I mean, I could be totally off with this. He's been part of the Bad Seeds for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then he he and Nick Cave have built a sort of relationship of composing music together, They've done a lot of movie soundtracks. Oh. And, um, and Warren Ellis, uh, oh, um, He's also Australian. What's the name of his other band? I'm blanking out now. He's he's he started off in a in a in a band that plays predominantly instrumentals. His instrument of choice is violin. God, what's the name of the band? This is gonna bug me. Um, and uh, and then when he joined the Bad Seeds, he kind of just sort of disappeared into the band for a while i felt like and then late uh, lately and i mean lately as in the last like i don't know 15 years he's really pulled into more of the songwriting more having having a heavier hand in the songwriting and there's um and i feel like nick cave is al giving allowing him a little bit maybe that's the wrong word to to experiment a little bit more and so this album in fact this song um there's this there's this uh there's this band from New York, um, post-punk band called Suicide, um, that it was just two guys and, and it was like drum machines and the, the sing it was drum machines and, and, and synth stuff. And the singer was very like, he would invoke a kind of Elvis thing, but the, the, dr this rhythmic drum beat that's happening is very reminiscent of that band. And so maybe that was appealing to me, but I like that they're playing with, a. um, and more minimalist, but also a, 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 a an inherent rhythmic quality 
that fe feels very lo-fi in this song mm -hmm. um and that's and then again that's why this song and and a lot of nick cave's songs are not like this this song fit into the category of momentum for me because it's like this it's this rhythm i'm not doing it right but this this rhythm that is that is almost the same pace as walking fast not fast walking like crazy fast walking but like you know a, a swift With a sense and, of urgency an enjoyable yeah, yeah. Ur enjoyable but urgent walk mm -hmm. and i think all these songs fit into that category now that i'm thinking about it yeah in fact yeah i've walked the dog to all these songs and it <laughs> it works out perfectly i think that's a chat book it's what? I think that's going to be a chat book. Oh, a chat book. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'll call it momentum. Why not? I think, I think you've already done all, all <laughs> you've done the assignment already. This is super easy for you. concert ronald do you remember your oh, first concert yeah i do i do remember my first concert it was the shauna nas at the, the big fresno fair <laughs> <laughs> it was with my dad really? that was my big my first like concert um you what a be weird... super young oh yeah I, I i it must have been 82 i think look at that um shout out to steve by the way yeah yeah that was a good thing he did taking me to that it was, yes. it was it, i even knew I could, it was very like, it was very surreal. Um, I mean, if anybody knows the Sean on Oz, like, like, you know, this is, um, it's sort of an act. Yeah. And, um, and that was a kind of a cool thing to see as a kid. that was my first, our first concert. <laughs> so what was awesome. your first concert? Um, technically it was the police, oh. um, at Radcliffe stadium. Yeah. Sixth grade or something. Yeah. Um, my mama was so scared to let me go and I just, you know, I, I think I was just born loving music. So yeah. she dropped me off reluctantly and it was so dope. And then I just had the fever ever since. That's that's amazing. I yeah. I would have really liked to have gone to that show. I think my dad went to that show. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. He was really into um, he had a little radio show on, what? yeah, there was like some, he took me there once. It was like this, like an, I don't know. I feel like it was, I remember it as being in like an RV or something with a bunch of equipment. Yeah. And it was sort of like, he had a, like a, a, a half hour radio show every once in a while at night. And, and he, that's how I learned about Devo and, um, the police and craft work and wow. like a lot of cool a lot of ba my dad was really into some cool music i don't in, yeah in the 80s yeah i i i don't um i wouldn't think otherwise your your dad just seems cool to me i could see that yeah yeah i don't think he listens to that stuff anymore which is too bad but i he uh i'm i'll always be thankful that uh that he introduced me to that stuff. I got him a book. My wife and I picked out a book for him for um, Father's Day. 
about the uh, impact and and history of the band Kraftwerk. So hopefully he'll get <gasps> really? hopefully he'll get back into that stuff. <laughs> Look at you subtly, both yeah, of y'all like, subtly trying to push him. Okay, <laughs> I want him to not forget. Like that yeah. was some cool stuff. That was that's some cool shit that we were listening to. I, I like that, and that's an interesting take too. You want him to remember. Don't forget you. You Don't was in some this. cool shit, right? Yeah. Um, I. I think that about my mom too, because she had good taste when we were growing up, and now she just doesn't. I mean, it's nothing. And when and when you ask her, what's the last thing you listen to? It's always some pop something that on the radio uh, that I've yeah. never heard of, and I'm like, you, you yeah, were the that's queen really... of the B sides. What do you? Yeah, you didn't listen to anything that anybody else listened to. You know, that's so, going to happen to us. Divorce. No, I think about yeah. it. That's why I think that's why, <laughs> that's why I asked her. I'm like, mm, no, I hope it doesn't. I really don't. Next time it. we talk, I'm going to be listening to like. Um, don't, don't don't say it. It'll happen. Like Oklahoma. <laughs> some, some horrible musical. I just don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, we got to fight it. No. Yeah. Yeah. We got to fight it. Um, track three, always circled, was always kind of not always, just recently, sort of buzzing around different mm. spaces that I've been in. But because I don't necessarily know a lot about um, like punk, punk, mm -hmm. you know, I just I just never delved into them. Um, and then I press play on this track and I'm like, what is, what's this man doing? I don't have time to, to start liking a whole new genre <laughs> of <good>. music. <laughs> but where do we go from here, from death, yeah. 1975? Can we talk about this for a little bit? Yeah, we can. Um... All you timeless children with your predictions and flashbacks, trying to get ahead. What makes you think I can see you? What makes you think I believe you? Dreams inside my brain. with punk rock in the 90s early and mid 90s I suppose um, every once in a while someone would say this band and of course I I I didn't I thought oh well you know that's a ironic name or, or the, the, like well they must be metal right I just thought you know you just make this assumption I assumed yeah and and you know the the talking about the band death never ever stopped in my life someone would always bring them up and um i finally was like okay i'm gonna listen to this and then um the documentary came out and i thought it's like sometimes like going back to the idea of momentum it's like Sometimes something needs to build and then when it, you know what this is like, when it clicks for you, suddenly everyone, like suddenly everyone knows about it too, or, or sudden, you know, it's like, um, 
I don't know. I, uh, what could be an equivalent to this? The first time I had blue cheese, like real, like Stilton, I was in England and I, on like a stu like a, a study abroad thing and I came back and then people were eating blue cheese. And I don't, maybe it had always been happening. But you didn't but recognize once that. Once you have that moment, it's like yeah. the whole world, the whole world comes together for you in a way. That's, mm -hmm. um, I don't mean to relate this amazing band to Blue Cheese, which that's horrible. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, it really now it's very clear to me that without death and without, and of course, without previous to death, the Velvet Underground and without Iggy and the Stooges, we wouldn't have the v variety of of energetic garage experimentation and the 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 energy to the in the the boundary pushing philosophy behind punk rock and death death is an integral part of this and without this band that none of none of the none of the other bands that i'm playing that i have on this list would um have evolved the way they did i don't mm. think i'm that might be a bold statement maybe the mm -hmm. australians didn't hear about them but the other <laughs> but the other bands definitely did Wow. Um, so I, I, and I, you know, and we, we, we become obsessed and, and also like me being in a state of frustration, like overall frustration with the state of things while I was, you know, building my relationship to death, the band death, um, yeah, you know, I started. You got to you gotta make yeah, that clear. You got to clarify. <laughs> um, but I really was. It just um, what an incredible disappointment. This is something we have to discover mm. that this band of blackheads was making punk before it was punk, and that um, they helped formulate the sound and establish like a, a it's really establish a philosophy for what punk is which is like things things aren't right um uh and so i'll talk about that but also i can i can talk about how you know someone punched a hole in my wall or that the 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 and it's not me or that the wallpaper is peeling or that the you know the 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 chips are stale on, on the counter or just like whatever the thing that bothers us or frustrates us, or we need to speak out about now. Mm -hmm. Like they really helped establish that whole philosophy of like punk is really you, us being able to say what we want to say in the face of, of, of oppression, I think. So, uh, but that, isn't That's that what all? That's a great answer. That is such a great answer. I'm glad I, this, but isn't that really what all like, like why we make things anyways period yes. so that's why i said that i'm like it, it 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 connects to so many different things that i think um so many people that you probably you know have in your life 
the type of people that I have in my life, it's being able to have a release. Yeah. To 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 understand that you um your feelings are validated when you recognize that someone else is going through the struggle that you go through mm -hmm. and are willing to have a conversation about that and try and build toward that change. So I understand yeah. why you have it on a playlist called Momentum. Um, yeah. And that you, you have it right, you couch it right there in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you direct that and say, you know, these later artists may have been influenced and these, you know, um, soon to be emerging artists as well. And you, and you know, and you're right. I mean, uh, uh, you know, black kids from Detroit, Michigan during 1975, at like the height yeah. of Motown, right? Yeah. To be exactly. able to, I mean, I can't imagine how, <laughs> I can't even imagine how, whew, that's a lot. Uh, and it wasn't easy. And, and it I mean, not, not, nothing's easy. Like, well, I guess not, some things are easy for some people, but uh, you know, it's, it's actually, I don't know if you've watched the documentary yet, but I highly recommend no, I it. Um, I won't give too much away, but it's a fascinating and, and devastating story. Um, and it's, uh, it's, if we like music, it, you know, th this is, this is nothing new. Um, this is this type of, um, it's the act of overlooking is, is such a like part of the story of, of music, especially in the United States. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we did, you know, I'm thankful that the band death was being spoken about so regularly in my life so that eventually I would think okay I I'm ready to finally listen to this this death metal band and then realize oh shit that's not what they were saying at all this is not this is not why they were recommending it to me and how dare I assume that just because a band mm -hmm. is called death and it's 1975 that this would be metal um, exactly. like what a wonderful discovery <laughs> And, you know, they, it was probably all told to me at some point. And I just, I wasn't a very good listener when I was younger. So I'm glad, I, I'm glad I'm listening now. Yeah. It came to you when you needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like discovering things on my own, not on my own, um, in my own time. Yeah. Um, having folks, you know, that I love and, you know, suggest things is always great but I, as i said sometimes i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for that yet and and it's so it's good to have all these earmarks of of that name always being somewhere in the universe and someone suggesting yeah. it to you and you always hearing it i it wasn't always that way for me i i feel like um maybe the last five years maybe the last 10 years maybe Mm -hmm. um, and even then, it was sparingly from folks who I couldn't tell why they were suggesting them. Mm -hmm. So motives also have something oh, yeah, that yeah. with me why, sometimes. Why, why are you telling me about this? Um, yeah. What's the reason why? Yeah. And yeah, that's that, and that that becomes that becomes part of the conversation, doesn't it? Um, yeah. It has to be. And then you you know you open the package, and you're like, oh man, I should have opened <laughs> this when you told me. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least right? that's the voice. Um, no, yeah, it. exactly. You're right. Yeah. 
So uh, can I ask, we haven't finished your playlist, but I want to ask, why is there no Stereo Lab on this playlist? Because well, Ronald, um, you introduced me to Stereo Lab and I've been obsessed with them ever since. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Well, I, I still listen to them on a fairly regular basis. Um, Nice. And I can't not. They're like, I think there's a couple of, there's like, I'd say two or three bands in my, in, in our collection that are like perfect driving music and Stereo Lab is one of them. Um, Good call. But yeah, I, I would just, I. Oh, that's not a real question. That's a. It's a, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because now tomorrow I'm going to put it in the car. I'm okay. I think, uh, one of their albums and I'll have to, now i have to figure out which one okay yeah that's good homework though right yeah thank you for I that think so. thank you you're for welcome. the reminder you're welcome what do you and your family um do you sort of uh since you you know are, are a musician i imagine you still like maybe compose every now and then or play or whatnot do you sort of give suggestions to the family? Do the family give suggestions to you? Or do y'all just roll and hit shuffle and hope everything works out? Mm, well, they're, um, the, the, our daughters are really, uh, have really good taste in music. Oh, um, that's so good. And, and they, you know, when we're talking too much in the car, they'll say, <laughs> put on the national. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or maybe they just want or to hear it. They just say, they're, no, they're, no. They're, or they'll just say, put anything on, please. <laughs> but they have really good taste in music and they're so cool. Uh, and that's really all their mom. Um, oh. And I, I, I just, uh, so I don't really play music anymore. I haven't in a long hmm. time, but the girls are both, they both play music with, with their, with, in their schools. Um, Faith, the youngest, she plays drums in the, the jazz band and clarinet and and then Gabby plays uh, flute and, and bass guitar and um, so and the school just got an upright bass so she's like really enjoying learning that and they're you know they have they have really good taste in music. We'll we'll often have like the soundtrack to Stranger Things playing in the car or or the national or or Depeche Mode, or um, these young ladies know what's up. They like they know who Sonic Youth is. I mean, that's 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 cool, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. At some point, I want to um, the the children of friends. I I'm not ready for it just yet, but I've been sort of trying to ask friends like, hey, you know, what do your kids listen to? That almost simultaneously everyone said oh no you don't want that you're the first <laughs> one that's just like yo my girls yeah. listen to good music Thank so months down the road i likely will call you and say hey do you think the girls might want to you know be on a podcast and talk about a playlist yeah. just because i really i've always loved youth and i love having conversations with them but you know i don't want to have to listen to you know terrible terrible i get things. it i get it so, i get yeah. it I mean, I'm okay with some terribleness, but so far, every friend I've asked was just like, "No, you don't, you don't want that." And I'm like, you know, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, I don't want to talk bad about your babies either. <laughs> That's true, and you know that that music too is going to end up being the cool music, yeah. you know, 30 years from now. So it totally will. Um, you know, that's how it rolls. It exactly how it rolls. Exactly. Which brings me 
to NXS. 1982's mm -hmm. Don't Change. I was so happy to see this on your list. Um, there's so many different ways we could have this conversation, but what brought you? Um, oh, Australia. I just thought about mm -hmm. it. Never mind. I got it. Part of it. Well, that's part okay. of it for sure. And actually, it's almost like a subconscious thing. Um, I, I didn't, after I sent you the, because uh, we changed the song from Tears for Fears, Shout to to don't change by in excess. Yeah. Because I, I was like, and my wife was like, well, you don't listen to Tears for Fears all the time, but there was a reason why I wanted a song from from early to mid 80s. And um, and then, uh, but, but then I was, she's so right. And I was like, well, that's because in excess has been with me. Like in my life, the first thing I bought, I, the first music album I bought was a, cassette tape of listen like thieves and i don't even know i don't even know why or how i don't know why i did but i put it in my little walkman and i'd listen to it and 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 i i but i do know that i bought that album thinking that don't change would be on there and it wasn't and i was disappointed so don't change has been in my life for a very long time yeah and song every time I hear it takes me back to um, the mid 80s and uh, it allows me to experience you know to be honest a, a, a fairly difficult time in my life but through the lens that um, that I use to deal with those difficult some of those difficult years and moments and so when i when life was hard uh for me i would disappear into that cassette or often i would take the like i had a little i had the little walkman thing and it would play am fm and i and i'd radio take shack. that out radio shack absolutely and, I, and you know and I would take that out to, we lived in on a Christmas tree farm and I would take that out and like build things out of wood and dirt and, and take my action figures out there. And I would listen to, you know, if it wasn't the in excess tape, it would be, you know, the radio. And of course, tears for fears. That's why I had tears for fears on there because that band, there's so many songs. And I, and I went through a period about, about six months ago, it's like there's these songs that that every time I hear them on the radio, I can smell I, I can smell and re-experience being out there and and with a Star Wars action figure or build a like a little drum set out of logs and sticks and like I, I could re-experience all of that just from hearing a song. There's another song that makes me think that I, it reminds me of, this is totally crazy, going to sound crazy, I think, but, but another song by Tears for Fears, and the, the title's not coming to me, but every time I hear that, I, I smell 
the smell of Sharpie ink and I, and I'm immediately taken back to drawing like a Muppet because I used to draw Muppets obsessively. And isn't that weird though, that a song can, that's a, that's a magical thing that a song can take us back to a very, very specific thing. Um, so in excess, sorry, long story. No, I in love excess. that story. And I'm, I'm just taking it in because there's this David Bowie song. It's a cover of a Beach Boys mm. song oh. that I accidentally found when I was, I don't know, like super young. Um, and you know, and I have that association. I yeah. it, it rained that day so I can smell the rain when it, oh, yeah. it's God only knows. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. I hear the David Bowie version of that, I smell rain. Um, I remember what house we lived in. I, I can, I feel it. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm on the bus coming home. I have, you know, the book I bought that day. Well, not bought that I got from the library and all the things. And so, I do think music is magical that mm -hmm. way because it does transform. Um, you if you allow it to and it's such a memory keeper and i think that's yeah, important because you can then share that memory with others and you do that by you know talking about why you enjoy it and that's one of the reasons that you uh, added this to your your playlist then and this song yeah i mean you're absolutely right and i this song um if there was a song that could encompass it sort of could if if I could let somebody in to hear what my childhood sounded like, it would be this song, and that's the the good the good parts of my childhood, you know, like all the the moments of I spent a lot of time by myself, and and um, which helped me build a sort of creative instinct, I suppose. But I'll, that's the soundtrack of me, like. In, in the corner of my room making something or out in the goodness knows probably around rattlesnakes making you know playing with Whoa. with my he-man action figures yeah and, and star wars action figures and 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 that's the other thing too is like i've been maybe it's a midlife crisis but really like honing in on what gave me joy as a kid mm. and just rediscovering all that all that, all that plastic that um, I was fortunate enough to to be given, partially I think to keep me busy, but um, to to have around and 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 that the that the '80s for me at least were a time early '80s were were a time where, where kids could go out and like. Um, play by themselves for hours in tall grass or around a creek Climb a tree. <laughs> or near, near large animals or whatever like yeah. dangerous situations or just walk down the road um and or go skateboarding unaccompanied like, yeah. and not be worried that yeah you know i mean it's a different time and i don't know i have mixed feelings about all that but yeah uh, is definitely um gosh you got me talking about all kinds of stuff um it's a really beautiful thing to be able to turn on a song and have that take you to that to a place that 
that um gosh it's like you know you know that movie the never-ending story oh, I um and the, the, my favorite part of that movie is not the fantasy it's the the boy going into that attic and finding that book and 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 um getting really involved with that book and mm -hmm. that it being neat. a yeah right it being an essentially dangerous situation this person's alone in somebody else's bookstore um you know uh but that that kind of experience is is very real for some of us um and it's neat to be able to let me backtrack it's neat to have anything to allow us to access whatever it was in our lives that 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 helped make us who we are and that that song really is that i think for me and it's it's such a it's another song that i thought the the lyrics um that folks should you know have access to those so if you don't mind i'm also going to link the lyrics uh yeah do. in your playlist because i just you know the standing here on the ground the sky above won't fall mm. I, I mean that's just poetry we, we got to share it with folks that may or may not have been around um playing in dirt and doing all the things that like we love yeah during absolutely. that time frame so i definitely uh want to share that You've uh, no doubt performed with many musicians over the years. Um, can you share like one of your favorite experiences uh, with a local band, maybe, or or anybody? Um, let's not let's not pin it down to that. Just a, a a good band moment that you you know. Well, there are lot there are lots of good memories. Um, I always. Andrew Bennell and I always really clicked on stage with with each other when we were in American Sloth together. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that he would let me. I mean, he's such a talented musician. He would let me just do whatever I wanted, and, <laughs> and I and he would he would I could give him an idea like, or I could share this idea like, let's pretend to, you know, fire each other or get mad at each other on stage. <laughs> or let's like or i or i mean i really i have fond memories uh of i mean mike mike calvert just phenomenal drummer and andrew just like this he's really a, a now i don't use this word often but there is a that man has a gift he he i've seen i've seen an ability like this twice in my lifetime with guitar and, and andrew it's it's uh, to be able to just say hey uh what's that david bowie song blah 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 and then he'll play it that's a real gift that's a real that's a real talent andrew bennell is just like and 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 i've only seen that a few times I've, I've worked with a lot of incredibly talented musicians and i don't want to you know make anybody feel left out here because i've i've worked with a lot of musicians and i've never been a good musician i've always been an energetic musician but i've never quite been good at what i do but um the uh the 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 drummer that to this day I, I don't understand a talent like this but matt alamano mm. when 
when I when we were in a you know experimental punk band together um I never knew the, what band we were in a band called IG88 together a long huh. 90 I never 94, knew y'all were in a band together okay 94 95 and it was like experimental punk it was just bass and drums like mm -hmm. I played bass guitar and he played drums and he sang and I've never seen anything like that before him uh, he wouldn't write any lyrics down it would just come out of him and then the next and the drum the the the, the drum parts he would play it would just come out of him good jam and then the next time we would play the song he would do it exactly the same way really? with lyrics memorized and um that he had just made up on the spot that to me is a how i don't know how he's doing these days but that is, um, I'll never be able to really understand that kind of a gift. It's it's really phenomenal. I don't know. You're asking me that question, and I, now I'm thinking about like like all these other talented musicians, and they're and all my favorite memories of working with musicians have been Fresno musicians, and oh, and then awesome. then museum I mean, museums musicians outside of Fresno outside of Fresno that I've worked with have always had a Fresno connection and every, <laughs> every everyone's uh, I mean it, it, just like there's a rich legacy of, of as you know of, of, of writers and especially poets from the Central Valley and they get there's a I mean you know when we when we can claim two poet laureates from right? Fresno from the Fresno area, and uh, and and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more. I I it almost saddens me when I think how many remarkable musicians I've worked with that gained some notoriety in some capacity, but um, for a little although there's a yeah unsung heroes yeah um and you know going to punk shows going to rock shows as a kid and local local things um i mean what i mean by that is small venues and yeah and walking into a place and you know being transported by real talent um I think all city all cities have this, I guess. But I and now I'm getting nostalgic for Fresno, which is good. But Fresno, the Fresno scene in the '90s, and and I don't know what it's like now, but the '90s and early 2000s was really cool. A lot it of really amazing was. musicians. It probably is still cool in a different way that I don't I don't know yet. I don't know, but um, but. Uh, that was a long answer to a very simple question. Oh, that's a that's a great answer because it brings forth all these other observations. And that is, you know, back to this momentum and this change. I think this change um, helped folks understand that we all need that third place. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, sometimes it's not it's not what what everyone else's third place looks like. And for you and I and a lot of other local um, folks, our third place were those small venues, um, mm -hmm. 
those no longer exist in the way that they existed previously and those bands i'm sure um it was just all a very magical period of time yeah. and helped yeah. shape who we are and so the nostalgia is yeah. just it's a nice layer on top of other things um but i mm -hmm. yearn not yearn that's not the right word um i had such a good time that yeah. I, I i sometimes get concerned well the pandemic made me concerned like oh, is that it am i not ever oh, gonna yeah. Yeah. am i never gonna have that sort i mean i enjoyed it but had i known it was gonna stop and <laughs> what i've done more and so i think i think there's a layer of that in that in that story also but I don't well, most of the time there's a tomorrow you're right you're right and i think i think that's important to remember yeah it's but i you know i think it's it's a kind of privilege to have been able to have witnessed some of that stuff oh my god um, yes. and i'm a big fan of nostalgia like i will delve into nostalgia in in deep like <laughs> disturbing ways so um like if, you know reminiscing about an era in a town that no one really thinks about mm -hmm. is an important thing we, we get it you got to do it yeah um, word up yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it <laughs> yeah um yeah That's, you're right um generator larping is your fifth and final track <laughs> by a band called juan from 2014 who i have to learn more about because um i was so about this track like <laughs> i didn't know, i don't know why it never came to me it feels like it would have been i don't know it seems like it would have come to me and it, i've yeah. never heard of them no one's ever mentioned them had you not put this on the playlist i would be wandless probably for well, a lot longer but now i'm not let's talk about it i i it's funny i i I'm, i know nothing about this band Interesting. um but this is what happened so just like i was listening to like prog rock stuff and it led me to and, and psych rock stuff and it led me to the ocs the mm -hmm. ocs led me to wand there's a very re <laughs> real relationship between these two bands, you can hear it. They, it's almost like they're playing the same show uh, that night, you know? They totally um, would be at the same venue. That, I, like the buildup, yes. <laughs> I'm willing to say, I bet they have played, <laughs> played a so show good. together. But, um, so now I'm, now, this is the most, I put that as last on the list because it's the most recent, like, thing that when I'm, when I'm in the garage and I'm working on, on, when I'm building something, whether it be like I've lately I've been making these dioramas and and also like been getting back into painting a little bit. Um, I, I've been listening to Wand and um, this song in particular. Uh, there's a, something about them. They could very easily have been from the like, like the, the, the 90s. They could have very well have been you know, performing oddball shows with like Mercury Rev or Flaming Lips, and and they feel like that. But at the same time, they, they it sounds like they, again they're like just uh, having fun in, in a garage, um, and 
but there's there's a there's a profound quality there too there's some outer space shit going on in that song with outer space and dioramas oh, right now i don't know who you are this is awesome oh really yes well well um do you follow my uh skelevator instagram i don't know what skelevator is <gasps> like skeletor yeah like um uh, where i'm <laughs> I'm he's, making, he's holding uh, up a hat, y'all. A, a, a trucker hat. Yeah, this is a hat. Yeah, yeah. This is a trucker hat with Skelevator on there. I just got <laughs> these in the mail today. This is so dope. But I, during the pandemic, I, um, all right, right before the pandemic hit, I finished making a diorama of um, Castle Grayskull from the from the Masters of the Universe uh, cartoon, He Man and the Masters of the Universe because I was obsessed with that. I was obsessed with Star Wars and and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe when I was out there playing in the in the, see it, man. the the back corner of the Christmas tree farm. Um and uh so I I wanted to <laughs> see if I could build one oh um that would be big enough for the toy the playset uh, that came out in the 80s was 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 big but i wanted to make one that would be like that would actually fit action figures that are like five to seven inches tall so this thing is pretty massive and i and um and so i built that on weekends it took me about a year and it's um it has like the, there's like it, it's like a real castle um but it's made out of <laughs> it's made out of like styrofoam and air dry clay and plaster and all this stuff and but it's pretty it's it's a pretty hefty object um and then the our daughters were like i i i i filmed a little bit of it because i wanted to sort of keep track of my process and how i did it and I already had an Instagram page um, where I would take I would take photographs of action figures out in in the in the, in the neighborhood uh-huh. or uh, in in the fields oh, field behind our house. Little field trips. I'd stage them and put them out there and take photos. And that was sort of like a secret hobby for a long time. And then um, they were like, well, you should put that on YouTube. And so now it's turned into this whole other thing um, where I've got like, I'm building another diorama, which is bigger. And it's the, it's Snake Mountain, which is like the villain's lair in that show. Snake Mountain. You know what I'm talking about. the same age as my brother's. There you go. So you so, know, you know, I have to buy all those things. Like, oh yeah, we would go shopping together. Like, you know, yeah. I had my orders. Get this for this person, and that. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm all about this. This is so dope. I can't wait to check your page now. Yeah, go look at it. <laughs> I uh it's um it's accrued a bit of a following which is cool, but also um uh they, both the YouTube channel and the and the and the Instagram page. But it's been it's been fun to express myself in a way that Oh yeah, this is an odd word to say. Fun. Um, it's been it's been interesting to express myself in a way that I'm not overtly sharing with others, and that has mm. taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot about how I treated the the process and the in the the weight of making, um, uh, as if the need to share was was an essential part of it um and it is but what for what reason are we sharing mm -hmm. um and that's something that i've been thinking about a lot and um and so i allowed myself to totally be a nerd and not apply any intellectual you know intent or 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 no need to, you know, have a gallery show to sell a, a damn painting. And it's like really nice to just make nerdy things. And I am so glad you came on tonight. You just affirmed so many things that have just kind of been, um, you know, just swirling around. And you don't know this, but um, you gave me the you 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 gave me the best advice like many years ago on um just creativity and i think about it all the time and we were having a conversation and i and it's so i'm tied to this is because i always have a uh, this weird um i share things but i don't like overly share Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it just feels uncomfortable to me. Like, yeah. if you ask me something completely, you know, out the pocket, I have no problem answering that most likely. But am I going to share that with the assumption that that's what you want? Like off top? No, never. Why? Mm -hmm. um, why? Why? It's just not my personality. And so at the time I was doing a show and I was having a difficult time getting folks to help with that because that's not my strong suit either and i just casually asked and i don't know if you notice about me i'll be asking people for their advice <laughs> that's just not how i roll um, i don't know what possessed me that particular day to ask your advice and you gave me the best advice and i use it still to this day and that is try not to make the people that you love i'm paraphrasing or that are closest to you, responsible for the things that I wanted to execute, right? Ask strangers, Devoya. People who admire you want to help. They just don't know how to ask you because they're not your friends. But if you start asking strangers, not only does it make you feel, um, um, you know, good because you're getting the help that you need, but it makes people who don't have those resources or have the ability to do that feel like they're part of it. So it's a win-win and I'm like, oh my God, and it's worked. And I don't mean that in a frivolous way that it's worked. It's worked in a way that 
I don't like to make people responsible for the things I like to create. That's not why I'm, no. it's not, that's not part of it at all. I just know that I can't do it by myself and I need a community. I just don't know how to, to garner that. And so asking people that I don't know, it's easier. The no is usually easier, but I don't get that many no's from strangers, mm -hmm. which is the yeah. other part that you said is like, no, people want to be helpful, but if they don't, if that's not what they do, they don't know how to get involved in that you you're offering them a lifeline and to get involved in that. And so that's, I just oh, came full circle with that right now, man. Well, it's good. I said something good. <laughs> you could have told me, look, anybody trying to hear your, you know, <laughs> your mess today. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's a relief in so many ways. Uh, I, you know, I like most people. We look, we look back, and it's like, oh, if I could just like make some uh, some serious adjustments, then I'd, I'd mm -hmm. be I, I'd, I'd be able to make more sense of things. But um, I'm happy to hear that I said something like that because I I think that. Um, if we're only working within our within our comfort zone and only only speaking to ourselves or to our close others then we're not uh we're not joining the larger conversation we're not hearing other people's perspectives we're not considering the other what the other person that we don't know might say in reaction to something mm -hmm. um or how they might react to something we say or do, and I—that's that's I'm glad that I said something worth worth anything back then, and I'm glad so to valuable. hear you say that. Um, it was right after one of your fashion shows, and you just took the opportunity to be like, "Look, <laughs> not rude or anything, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I value that. I, I value that." If I said it in a rude way, that also would not—that would not surprise <laughs> me. But I no, I no. Uh, that was. That's good. And um, that made that made my day. Thank you. No, it's it's it stayed with me and it, it's been helpful throughout my um, various lives. So thank you. Um, before we wrap things up, I have two last questions. Um, one is about fatherhood and one is about staying sucker free. Which would you like next? This is the same thing that happened to us at the beginning when you said, <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself or should you? I don't mean is, to stifle anybody. Is there something about, I, you choose. What have you enjoyed most about fatherhood? Smacked in the face by a series of ongoing realities that allows me to keep learning um that is uh w what a blessing it was to come into this life with this family and and be part of it and watch these girls grow and um my best part uh, my favorite part of of being a father is uh let, let's talk about perspective like we talked about that briefly a second ago and I, and when we say something to each other in this room, like the, the four of us are 
we're watching 30 rock or, or Simpsons or something and <laughs> say something. Um, immediately we have to think about all four perspectives. Um, and that's, that's hard. Um, it's hard to do. So I'm thankful for the other world that I, that I was afraid to see. I don't know if that makes sense. It completely makes sense. I'm a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand what you mean. I mean, this is, this is, um, yeah, I think that's my answer. Thank you. I, I appreciate your, your honesty and candor and you can feel this. Um, so from the outside, you really can feel this change. So, um, yeah. And, and I learned about momentum too. It's like we, you know, if I were, if I were sitting in a room alone right now and not having them around to speak to, I could see how I might huddle in the mistakes of the past and stay there. Mm -hmm. But um, to have, have them around, having family down the street is one thing. Having, having these incredibly smart and, um, and powerful women uh, around me every day allows me an opportunity to maintain a momentum and continue to change. Uh, so that's I this question. It's, uh, it's, I was not expecting that question and I hope I'm, uh, it's, uh, not, even now, I, let's see, what's the next answer I can give to you that, for that question? <laughs> this is No, no this could you. go on forever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like art. It's always evolving and, um, I, I love that. Thank you so much for answering that. My last question uh, for this episode of Psycho Free Sunday Got Five on it is how do you stay psycho free, Ronald? Um, do we? Woo! Go ahead then. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? You understand. You understand the assignment. Do we? Can we? It's up to us. It just really uh, is. So, um, that's, those are momentum. Yeah. I don't know. Momentum. Yeah. Momentum. It's been such a pleasure being with you this evening, discussing this five song playlist on momentum and all the nuances of why you like music and art and creativity and all the things. And I really, um, I'm looking forward to sharing this with others. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Devoya. I, I want to say um, what a blessing it was to be able to speak with you tonight. So thank you so much for reaching out to me. It's been a really long time. And I um, thank you. You're more than welcome. And thank you as well. Um, you've been listening to Sucker Free Sunday, got five on it. Join us every Sunday at noon and uh, you'll be amazed at the folks we share with you uh, here on the podcast. Have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>